Welcome to Natalia Benson, the podcast. I'm an astrologer, women's empowerment coach, and modern mystic living in Los Angeles. My podcast is here to inspire, encourage, and remind you that everything and anything is possible. I love sharing with you the tools that have healed, transformed, and up-leveled my life. Everything from astrology to magical money, life purpose tools, mindset shifts, and pragmatic mysticism. Thank you so much for being with me, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, gorgeous angel. Welcome to another episode of Natalia Benson, the podcast. I am finally and fully back from my honeymoon. I will be talking more about that so, so soon. What a magnificent month it's been. And I'm so, so excited to have Ocean Pleasant on the show. So this is a quick episode. We actually recorded it right before I was leaving for all of the wedding festivities. And we just dove so deep on all things Saturn return. So Ocean Pleasant is a Gen Z astrologer and Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur with a knack for distilling the cosmos into practical tools and soulful discussions. She fell in love with the stars as a child and completed professional training in esoteric astrology over the past five years, recognized by a collaboration with Target, 400 plus clients, and 126,000 friends on TikTok. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at Witchy Kid and at Ocean Pleasant on TikTok. Her content is absolute fire and I am so excited. I'm going to keep this intro just super short and sweet, just like this episode. And I definitely suggest if you are pre your Saturn return, take notes. And Ocean and I even talk about what to do and how to integrate the lessons of your Saturn return post into your 30s and beyond. So I just want to thank Ocean so much for her time. It was such a beautiful conversation and I can't wait to hear what you guys think about this episode and how it serves you. Love y'all so much and enjoy the absolutely wonderful Ocean Pleasant. Bye-bye. Ocean Pleasant. Welcome to the show, babe. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Remind me your astrology before we dive in right now. My astrology. Yes. Your sun, moon. Tell me your whole chart. My big three. I am a Pisces sun, Aries moon, Aries rising, stellium in the 12th, but enough Virgo to keep me in this plane. (laughs) What? Tell tell us about having a 12th house. Sally and Mick has that, my fiance. And I'm just like, wow. I have two planets there, but a stellium is like, wow. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's almost all of my personal planets are in the 12th in Pisces. So it's this ability to surf between dimensions at any time, which is great when you work in a spiritual or creative field. But Mm. when you need to send emails and send invoices, it can be a little (laughs) bit of a burden. Love it. And you guys, just a little behind the scenes, Ocean and I were just laughing because we've literally, between the two of us, had to move this for whatever reason, like two or three times. And we're both just like, it's all good. Like, I have my Venus in Pisces and then my Stellium in Aries. I don't know. Maybe there's something there with us. We're like, yeah, just, just going with the flow. 
I agree. I also have Venus and Pisces. So you and I have some sinistry back and forth. Definitely. When I first heard you on Krista Ritma's podcast from Authentic Audience, I was like, I feel like this, this gal is literally my soulmate. So I just like, I creeped into your DMs and I was like, I want to be her friend. I want to talk to her. So here we are. It works. Here we are. And I want to be your friend again. Sinistry. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Okay. So I know we've, this is going to be a short, sweet, powerful episode in perfect, like Aries fashion. So let's just dive straight into all things Saturn return. A lot of women in my community are in their Saturn return or going into their Saturn return. So Ocean, just give us your take on astrology is so empowering and multifaceted and just purely magnificent. I love to listen to you about the way that your take on the artistry of astrology. What's your take on the Saturn return and why is it a time to be embraced instead of feared? Yes. So exactly to your point, it kind of gets demonized. I think also living Mm. in the internet age, it's such a great clickbait topic that it ends up kind of getting polluted by a lot of misinformation. So first things first, a Saturn return is not a bad, scary thing to hold your breath in anticipation for. Simply put, Saturn return is a cosmic checkpoint with your life lesson. So the harder Saturn has to work to reroute you to your divine path and your life agreements, the more tumultuous, the more shit's going to come up, right? But if you've been acing those lessons and you get to skip a grade in your Saturn return, right? So I like to think of Saturn as the high school principal of outer space. And when you hear your name called on the intercom of life and they're like, Natalia Benson, please report to the principal's office, in your gut, you know, am I going to skip a grade or do I have to retake a midterm? You know what I mean? I am obsessed with that. And you know what? When, when I was in my twenties, I mean, I don't mean to sound ancient, but yeah, I mean, this is a decade ago that I was 25. Like I just turned 35 a couple weeks ago. And I remember being terrified, even though I was studying astrology for a few years at this point, I just didn't feel like there was a lot of empowering information about what was possible during that time. But you know what really helped me was Cafe Astrology. Mm. And just finding and really getting into the house, like the house transit that Saturn was going to be moving through. And it just made so much sense. Let's talk about that. How can we get to know the unique flavor of our Saturn return? Absolutely. So one more thing I want to add about the experience with Saturn is understanding the sign and house, you can start to make a list of all of the ways on a daily basis or with much larger life events, you have noticed those themes and those lessons popping up. Because ideally, we just get better at noticing when it comes up, when we're challenged, when we're pushed into our growth edge and our ability to really meet Saturn halfway, right? The less work Saturn has to do to get our attention, the easier and smoother these transits are because we don't just have a Saturn return every 28 to 30 years, but every seven to eight years when Saturn moves 90 degrees, it's another little mini checkpoint, right? So we have a lot of opportunities to step up to the plate and figure this out for ourselves. And part of that unique flavor 
is, of course, the houses where you are going to experience that life lesson the most often, right? So in the 10th house, a lot of your challenges and growth edge are going to show up in career. Seventh house, it's going to be through relationship, your relationship to yourself, to monogamy. Do you want to be in partnership or do you avoid it like the plague, right? So understanding the house as the arena of the life lesson where you and Saturn enter together and shit gets real, I don't even know if I'm allowed to swear on here, but are you kidding, boo? Like, yeah, Mercury and Aries, just like cuss it up. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it's so fascinating to me as well because I also noticed that Saturn can be a stand in for the father and divine masculine archetype. And so, if you have a heavily aspected Saturn, it could also indicate a father wound or something that you came here to heal with that as well, right? Having to be the provider, having to grow up really fast. And so, your life lesson might have something to do with that as well. If you have father karma tied into your Saturn placement. Wow, babe. Incredibly, incredibly powerful. Here would be my question. Speaking, like, let's talk right now for, for babes who are going through their Saturn return right now, Saturn and Aquarius. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, what's your interpretation of Saturn moving through Aquarius? Maybe at a, at a, like a macro. And then also for someone who's experiencing their Saturn return through Aquarius. I love Saturn and Aquarius. <laughs> The first thing to know is that when you're looking at your Saturn placement, one of two things is true. Either that lesson comes really easy to you and you've spent lifetimes mastering this and it's like a cakewalk or it's uncomfortable and hard and the growth edge is right there in the chart. And so for Saturn and Aquarius, what that looks like is personal self-liberation, right? The ability to have that sacred no to honor the hell yes in life. And so Saturn and Aquarius, especially women, I've had a lot of Saturn and Aquarius women that are very uncomfortable setting boundaries and knowing their worth and saying no and demanding their worth and doing it without emotion, without ego, right? That beautiful objectivity of Aquarius that gets kind of confused with detachment. But it's not. It's when you are so objectively true about what you're worth, the whole world has to rise to meet you. And that's what it is on a collective level is the sovereignty of self-liberation. I know what I'm worth. It's easy to say no. Take it or leave it. As soon as you're speaking this, babe, it actually reminds me of the Queen of Swords in Mm. tarot. I always think of the Queen of Swords. And for some reason, as you were just describing this, and the almost the archetypal energy of Saturn moving through Aquarius, it feels like that Queen of Swords energy to me, which I love. Absolutely. And often what comes up for people with Saturn and Aquarius is because it's a fixed sign, their boundaries get tested. The parts of them that are eccentric or different from the norm, the status quo, they get challenged perhaps by friends or family members or partners where it's easier to just fit in and do what everyone else is doing to pretend that you're not interested in astrology, that you don't want to go back to school, that you want to do life your own way. And so because of that fixed energy, right, the way that that life lesson is usually tested is can you stand your ground even when it's uncomfortable? 
Hey gorgeous, would you love to work with me on a more one-to-one basis, taking your business and your entrepreneurial dreams to the next level? I want to invite you to apply to work with me inside of a one-to-one business audit, a mentorship journey, or my CEO mastermind. If you would like to apply, it's important that you are deep into your business and you are looking for an entrepreneur, a soulful entrepreneur who has over 15 plus years of experience and you're just looking for that edge to really take things to the next level. So go to the link in the show notes if you'd like to apply to work more intimately with me and that will get you on a call and we'll decide what's the best step for you. What's the best step for your business? Link is in the show notes to apply. I look forward to working with you. Oh my gosh. So Ocean, two things really quickly. Number one, I wanted to actually backtrack for a second. Tell us your story. Like you are a sage. I know you're still in your twenties. And so talk to us really quickly. How did you step into the realm of astrology and what got you interested in just, cause you're so masterful. And I, and I know, I think what's, if you don't mind sharing your, your birth year, cause I think I think we're 10 years apart. I was born in 1997. Yeah. And I'm 87. That's so amazing. I just, I just love it so much. Cause when I, like I said, when I heard you, I was like, I feel this kinship. And I know that this woman is like much in terms of years, earth years, much younger than me. But I felt this, like just this heart connection where I was like, ah, oh, old soul vibes. Let's go. I think that's how people probably thought that about me when I was 25. And I was just like, no, this is just me. And you're just like, but you see the, how just the soul growth, I, it's, it's almost like so meta. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's really beautiful. But tell us a little bit about your story, babe. Thank you. So I, Right around, well, first of all, I was raised by a single mom, very much, you know, that closeness in age, had that camaraderie of best friends. Um, She was a conflict journalist until I was 11 or 12. So I grew up in jungles and tree houses, and a shaman was babysitting me while she went off to photograph the celebration of the Sandinista Revolution. And it was just kind of this Mowgli esque childhood. And We eventually started a family business in publishing. I branched off, started a youth culture magazine when I was 17, got picked for a two-year incubator by the co-founder of PayPal to skip college and build a business instead. And I found astrology when I was 15, around the same time that I found music, but I convinced myself, oh, these can't be careers. This isn't like a real thing. These are cute hobbies, right? That's what society has told so many people for so long. So I went down this kind of lucrative opportunity path. I mean, when, you know, the acceptance rate is more competitive than Harvard and someone wants to pay you not to go to college, like who was I to say no to that, right? But it wasn't me at all. I felt like I was living in someone else's skin. And at a certain point, I became very depressed and I was almost disassociating from my life, which is very 12th house. When you don't like your reality, you create a new one for better or for worse. And and I had this epiphany where I said, if I do not make a radical change right now, I will be committed to this life and this path for at least another decade. And I didn't want to see myself 
miss the boat on what I really came here to soulfully do. And so astrology was part of what gave me the courage to walk away. And so I literally broke the lease, ended a serious relationship and booked a one-way ticket across the country and immediately enrolled in astrology school to kind of cement the years of self-study that I had already. And, uh, you know, stuff happened in between, but now I'm here full-time astrologer making music. The two things that nobody thought could be a career are my world. (laughs) (laughs) That's the power of just following. I know it sounds, it's talked about so much, but following the heart, it's like the thing that sometimes at the moment will scare us so much where you're just like, wait, how does this make any sense? But it's the thing. It's Mm -hmm. actually what leads you to your to your peace and your freedom. Absolutely. And that peace and freedom for me is what astrology provides. That confirmation that my fate is not written for me, but there's an indicator in this blueprint that who I'm meant to be is waiting for me. And all I have to do is have the courage to answer that call, book Mm -hmm. that ticket, send in that two weeks notice, do what needs to be done. And back to the Saturn return, like that is the time of your life where those decisions need to be made, where those questions get asked so loudly that you can't hear anything else over that voice of "Mm, what was that dream? What was that answer? What was that relationship? What was that part of me that I may have left behind or need to recommit to? I absolutely love that. And just for anyone, I, I just realized this too, because I'm like, I'm like, whenever I'm with you, Ocean, I'm like, I'm gonna dive deep and like talk about all the things. Let's <laughs> just for anyone who's like, wait, you guys, what does Saturn even represent in astrology? What's your what's your interpretation of just Saturn as a just a planetary <laughs> planetary energy in in astrology? Saturn is divine accountability. In many forms, it's interpreted as the life lesson, but it's that divine accountability of that knowing, that tickle in the bottom of your gut, in the back of your throat of what you're supposed to really be and do and the standard that your soul agreed to hold yourself to in this lifetime. So it's the life lesson planet. It's the archetype of accountability, discipline. It's associated with the father archetype as well. But for me, Saturn is the agreement that I made to hold myself to in this lifetime. I had my first chart reading when I was 21 and the astrologer, Christopher Witecki, he was like, you know, think of it as like Saturn, like checking in with you throughout your lifetime. Like, are you keeping your commitment to why you came? Are you Mm -hmm. keeping your commitment to why you incarnated? And that just really, that always stuck with me. And this was before I even understood much about astrology. And I always find that as long as I'm holding that, like, I like how you mentioned that, like, as long as I'm holding that agreement Mm. and I'm checking in with it so that Saturn doesn't have to check in with me, things just go so much more smoothly. So let's say that you are out of your Saturn return. You're maybe Mm. at that 30, 31, 32, you're getting into the mid thirties. How do you suggest, babe, integrating that Saturnian energy or that Saturnian lesson as we continue on with our, with adulthood? What I think is so powerful after you have these Saturn checkpoints is to update the terms and conditions with yourself. And I often tell my clients to literally type up a contract with your higher self. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) 
These are the agreements. These are the non-negotiables. These are the red flags for X, Y, and Z. This is how I want to feel. This is how I want my next chapter to look. And whenever you feel the tug into those old ways of being, you literally just pull up this sheet where you signed and dated that agreement with your higher self. And the terms and conditions are bound to get updated over time. Like if you open an app and they're like, hey, you need to reinstall this because we've changed a few things, right? Sometimes the operating software needs to be updated. And after a Saturn cycle is a great time to do that because the way that I also like to see it, I'm a big fan of metaphors and analogies, is Tangoing with Saturn is like swimming in the ocean, right? Saturn can't have an ulterior motive any more than the waves in the ocean can have an agenda. But all we're doing every seven to eight years, every 29 years, right, is we're becoming stronger swimmers, right? The waves are never going to stop coming, but you become a stronger swimmer. You learn how to hold your breath. You learn the backstroke. You learn the butterfly stroke. You're not doggy paddling anymore at 36, 37 at your next checkpoint, right? You're an Olympic swimmer at that point. <laughs> and babe, you guys, I just want to echo this because I feel like it can be so easy sometimes to assign these challenging characteristics to a planet and feel like we're on the receiving end of some punishment. I love how you just said, I just want to echo that, that Saturn's that it, just as the waves of the ocean. Can you say that one more time? Like there's no ulterior motives, like just one more time. Like let's just underline that. Saturn cannot have any ulterior motives, just like the waves in the ocean have no agenda. Mm, babe, that's going to be the soundbite of this whole episode. <laughs> and babe, I know that we you've we've got busy days. I know this is like a short and sweet episode. I want to just talk to you all day. Same. I'm excited to keep this conversation going at a later date. And I'm so grateful that we got to check in today. Me too, my darling. Please tell everyone how they can book a session with you, your website, Instagram, TikTok. I know you are the <laughs> queen of TikTok. So give it to all of us. Give, give us everything and I'll make sure to have it in the show notes. Thank you. So my Instagram is at witchykid and you can book a session at witchykid.com. And then on TikTok, I'm at Ocean Pleasant. Ocean, I'm so grateful I got to have this powerful, beautiful time. You guys make sure to share this episode, especially if you're in your Saturn return or know someone who is. I hope they get some really nice, like it's all good. Thank you so much, Ocean. And thank you guys for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye. If this episode has served you, I ask you to share it, to send it to someone where it could make a big difference and, and help them heal or create a new perspective in their life. Please tag me with your shares, um, something you learned from this episode or that you loved from this episode at Natalia underscore Benson on Instagram. Also, please DM me with questions or feedback or whatever. I love to stay in touch with you. Thank you so much for your support. Consider subscribing to this podcast, leaving me a five-star review so we can continue to grow together. Thank you so much. I will see you very soon. Mwah. Thank you.